talking about video games in 2020, the conversation naturally goes to the PlayStation 5, the Xbox One, the Nintendo Switch, and notice that all of this has one thing in common, which is the big screen, high definition. But growing up, a lot of us love to play games on the go, whether it be the Game Boy Advance, the Game Boy Advance SP, just grabbing that thing on the go, especially when for the very first time it had a, a beautiful, sexy backlit screen. But now in 2020 that we have something like the Nintendo Switch that is a hybrid of playing things on your television and on the go, the, the sad question is, do we officially, do we need a new handheld in 2020 and beyond? We're going to be talking about that right now on another exciting episode of A Cast of the Past coming at you each and every Sunday with yours truly, Juan Velas from Puerto Rico. Joining me from Boston, Massachusetts, we have one Ryan McNulty. Now, in your case, Ryan, when is the last time, be real, be real with me. When's the last time you actually played a handheld gaming device that is not the Nintendo Switch? Well, that is a bit of a different question for me because for quite a while I did stream on um, Pokemon. So I was, yeah. and this is pre uh, like Switch Pokemon. So I was playing my 3DS a lot. I also, so I would say probably almost a year ago was the last time I played my 3DS. Actually, less than that. I do play some Zelda games on my 3DS as well. So I'm a little bit different because I'm a Nintendo nerd and I'll go back and I'll play Ocarina of Time 3D and uh, A Link Between Worlds and things like that. So I'd probably say sometime in 2019, um, late 2019. But that's still, you know, a number of months ago, to be fair. Yeah, I think that as more games come out to like the Nintendo Switch, as you mentioned, Maybe because you didn't have like a main Pokemon game on the Switch, then you were kind of forced, right, to have that. But maybe if more games come out there, then the desire to play games on the go uh, is lessened. And we do want to clarify, because Ryan pointed this out after we recorded the episode last time, which is Keith Hamilton is not here. When I say he's battling the pandemic, he is physically going out there in a war, defeating that sexy or not so sexy necessarily, COVID-19, but he's okay. He's healthy. He's staying at home. That's what matters. Also sexy. You know who's sexy, Ryan? All who? the people in our Discord oh, community. Good point. Good point. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. who, who do you think I was going to talk I, about? I don't know. I was ready for somebody <laughs> random, so. <laughs> yeah, but people, we do have a Discord over at acastofthepast.com slash Discord. These uh, two back-to-back -back episodes were made possible uh, because of all the people there. So thank you so much. And as always, if you enjoy the podcast, you can subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash acastofthepast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all of that stuff. And in my case, um, it's pretty sad. So Right now, I have a Nintendo 3DS XL, I have a PS Vita, like an Assassin's Creed version, and last year, Ryan, I had this, this like really sad realization that I think I'm just done playing handheld. So wow. I went to New York, right? I went to New York, had my 3DS, and I had a couple of times where I just wanted to like just, you know, sit down, not walk. I was walking all day. I pull out the 3DS when I have games that I love for it, and I realized like, man, this looks so much better on my monitor on or on my television. I was playing uh, I was playing a Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight. I also have it on Switch. And I realized, um, I, I, I think I'm done. I think in this wow. stage of my life, I love just playing games on my big TV or at home. I think because we got older and we have all these responsibilities to me, playing video games is like this soothing experience. And I get that experience at home, which now is different because I'm also working from home, so not very different. 
What about you? When when you go back, uh, what are some of the uh, the handhelds that you've owned? Uh, I've owned almost every, at least one iteration of every Nintendo handheld. So I had the, um, I had a Game Boy, original Game Boy, but it was like the green, fat green one. And then I also had a Game Boy. I don't think I ever had straight up Game Boy Color, but I did then have the OG Game Boy Advance. And then I had DS, Lights, and then 3DS, and of course, Switch, which is the hybrid. So I've had at least kind of one iteration of each generation of, uh, of a Nintendo handheld. Never owned any other thing. I never had a Game Gear or PS Vita or PSP or anything like that. Okay. In my case, uh, I remember I first had a, a red Game Boy, like the original Game Boy, but red with Pokemon Red because I was a mark for that. <laughs> I also had a, a purple Game Boy Color. Afterwards, I had a Game Boy Pocket, which I bought for 20 bucks with Pokemon Blue. The fact that it's like, there's something about handhelds that I have such a vivid memory. Then I had the blue, the, the purple Game Boy Advance, the original one, with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. That was my first GBA oh, game. Yeah. Then I had the, the uh, Game Boy Advance SP. And man, the, sir, the silver one. Which one did you have? Well, I never had a P, uh, SP. I never had an SP. Oh. And right. Okay. Wait, that, never? No, I didn't. I thought didn't. you eventually... Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, no, that was one of the ones I kind of... I didn't play a ton of the GBA era, to be honest. And I had the original... It was a white um, GBA original model. But God, that thing was such terrible design compared to the SP. The SP is so much better. And, you know, I played... You know, friends had it, so I'd play on theirs, but... Um, yeah, I was kind of, yeah, that's the, the one picture in the video version. Yeah, that's, that is the one that I had. Um, and yeah, it's, it's garbage compared to the SP. So I, I wish I owned it, but I eventually just got a DS Lite. And then if I it had the GBA slot, so I could, I could play any GBA games. Like I got Pokemon Fire Red and I, you know, you can play that just fine. So I think that if we're trying to address the question of do we need a handheld in 2020, let's switch over to, well, no pun intended, the Switch. When you thought about, you're like a Super Nintendo freak, right? Not just because of your background. I've known you since we were 14 years old, and Nintendo has always been your bread and butter. So when you found out the Nintendo Switch was going to be a hybrid handheld and television-based console, what was your reaction on that? I was kind of I was pretty blown away that you would be able to play console level games handheld like we knew Wii U was kind of like the first step to that where okay I'm playing a console game it's in a handheld but I I can't like drive you know 10 miles down the street and still play it you know Uh, so the yeah I was very blown away by it and I, I loved the concept because I did like in theory what they were going with for Wii U because I can very much relate to oh you know I sometimes I want to have something on the TV and I can just sit, you know someone else can also watch TV with me but I can sit here and play my game and everyone's happy right I'm playing my game they're using the TV I can still look up and watch it too and I don't feel like I'm ever like stealing the living room away from someone or whatever but hey if I have the living room to myself I can dock it and I can play it on the big TV, things like that. So I loved the the option of it so that it, it's handheld when you want it to be. And I think that 
is just the best combination of a system. And I believe that as a kid, that was maybe the dream. Because you you think about something like Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo, Mortal Kombat on the Game Boy. They're both technically Mortal Kombat, but one of them it's, sucks yeah, really, really, yeah, really hard. There, it was always that lesser version. I mean, that's... I think Pokemon was the only case where, like, you're like, no, the handheld version is the, the version. But most other games, you were like, okay, if I play Donkey Kong Country on my Super Nintendo, it's so awesome. But then I go and play Donkey Kong Land on the Game Boy, and you're like, it's kind of like Donkey Kong, but just not quite as good. So, in your case now, we both we are both Switch owners. Uh, you and Keith play a lot of Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm going to be hopefully getting into Animal Crossing soon, because people, like... As of, as of this recording, I was able to buy a Nintendo Switch now, like wow. during the pandemic. Uh, thank you, GameStop. And not a Nintendo Switch Lite, a regular ass Switch. I'm so proud of this wow. journey. It I'm only took me like You know, I was even months. trying to look into PS4s and even that's really hard to find right now. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It's super difficult. Yeah. So considering we've been using the Nintendo Switch extensively, so you've had the chance of using it, you know, either portable or on television. When you think about, let's say Nintendo announced uh, the Nintendo 4DS or, or Sony announced the brand new PSP, uh, Sega announced uh, a Dreamcast Mini, something that's on the go, knowing that there is the hybrid potential of something like Switch, would you be excited? Do you think that's something we actually need or do you think we're, we're kind of at a point where the hybrid is the way to go? I mean, I think the hybrid is the way to go now that we, you know, the capabilities there and Nintendo's proved it and... Yeah, I don't really see any way of going back. I mean, the only other thing we have really, and this is another reason why we're not seeing as many handhelds, is like the mobile gaming has really kind of taken over for a lot of the handheld space, right? I mean, most of the mobile games are, you know, they're not, you don't see a lot of like platformers and stuff on mobile games these days. I mean, I guess you could, but they're a little bit more simplistic, I would say. Because, you know, mobile games with, like, the face buttons just being, like, well, buttons on the screen. Well, not even necessarily, because you have uh, Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade, I don't, know, I don't know if you know what it is. You pay, like, five bucks a month, and you can even plug in your uh, PS4, your Xbox controller. So, they're trying to, like, straight up go after the, the, yeah. the console market. That, that's very true, that, and that's a good point. And that, that might be kind of the, the next era, I guess, of technically handhelds. Um, I, I think the mobile market has definitely changed the game. And that's why, you know, Sony doesn't seem to be um, looking to get back into the market, at least that I've seen. Uh, I mean, you can just look at, you know, Juan had brought up the sales figures of looking at PSP at 82 million sales versus the Vita at 13 million. You can see why we yeah. haven't heard an announcement of another portable system. I mean, that's, that's an astounding drop-off. Um, but Nintendo, you know, Coupled with the fact that they did sort of this hybrid, they Nintendo is very protective of its property. And it's like, if you want to play Nintendo characters and Nintendo games, you need a Nintendo system. And that's always been their thing. Other companies may not be able to have the same luxury when they rely on third parties for a lot of their games. So um, they may not be going in, you know, they may not have the luxury of being able to just release a handheld system and have people instantly want to play it because they may not have those system-selling games. 
I think there's going to be a point in time where they do make a comeback somewhat. Like right now, uh, something that's making a big, uh, not return, but uh, I guess people are trying to adjust are these mini systems. Like, I'm not talking about the Super Nintendo Classic. The the Neo Geo Mini is a good example where it's like a tiny Neo Geo arcade, but you can play it like with a small stick. Have you actually seen this? No. <laughs> Let, let, let me actually look it up so I can get... We're going to get Ryan's live reaction at the Neo Geo Mini. It's it's the most adorable thing. So <laughs> here it is. So oh, uh, for those like, yeah, that I'm... Exp- it's like a little arcade thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, like it's like a tiny screen with a tiny joystick, four buttons, but you can also plug it to the television and play via HDMI out, HDMI out, and you can plug in controllers. So it's technically portable-ish, doesn't necessarily Can you fit put in your in pocket. Games or is it a each one has one? No, game? It, it comes. It, it comes with uh, pre-built games. Okay, so it comes with pre-built games, and I think that's the thing. Ultimately, when when you look at sales figures, like uh, the Nintendo DS sold 154 million. Uh, the Game Boy, the Game Boy, and the Game Boy Color collectively sold 118 million. 118 million. Okay. Uh, PSP 82, Game Boy Advance 81 million. Now, when you look at something like the Super Nintendo, 49 million. I think the ultimate thing as to why companies are going to try and figure out a way to get into that mobile market, even in a nostalgic sense, is price, portability, and affordability. Like right now, when you think about Raspberry Pi, these tiny computers that I have one, that tiny thing can run PS1, N64, and it costs less than $60. So I think that there's the same way we had the Super Nintendo Classic. Imagine that Nintendo announced a Game, a game Boy Advance SP Classic with 20 pre-built games. Honestly, I wouldn't give a damn how much that cost. I'm just going to buy it. I, I, I'm like, hey, I, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. Uh, I, it would depend. I'd, I'd still, I, I don't, I'm a little iffy on the pre-built games thing. I've said, I'd probably buy an N64 Classic just because I don't really have... I, I actually have a couple N64 games. I don't even have the system anymore. Yeah. So I'd probably go for an N64 Classic. That might be my one exception. But I'd in, in the case of like SP or something, I'd rather just buy one or I have the... I still have my DS Lite and I just buy the games I want for it. I don't... Even though most of the collections can be good, I don't like the idea of just being like, these are the only games I ever get to have, you know, and I can't well, ever go outside. I mean, you you can uh, you yeah, can make some you, modifications. You got to do, do some illegal crap, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, I I think that one of the other reasons that there's a need. When I bought the Vita, this is when I realized it. So the Vita, I think, is going to be one of those consoles or handhelds that in 10 years' time, 20 years' time, people will look back at the PSP and the Vita as some of the most underrated gaming devices of all time. Because it's like a Wii U situation. Yeah, like, but because thanks to the Wii U, we got the Switch, but we never got anything past the Vita in terms of build quality, performance. Like, sure, uh, Sony sucked at just marketing it, the memory card. But the fact that it was the most console equivalent thing on the go was impressive. But here's the challenge. That's when I realized that as much as maybe as we were, when we were kids, we would complain that, oh, we're getting the portable version of a game. Like if you bought a Game Boy Advance version of a game, as opposed to like Prince of Persia on the PS2, it wasn't the same game. Maybe we saw that as a problem, but the Vita showed me Maybe that's good because when I'm playing games on the go, I'm playing games 
five, 10 minutes, like uh, train stops and all that. When you get like a full blown console game, I think that's like an investment that if I want like a really deep, deep story, I want to be at home for that. So I think that's also one of the markets that when you make a thing that is exclusively made for handheld, as opposed to something like the Switch, I think developers and publishers have to think, okay, so people are not playing this game the same way they would uh, like a console game, right? Yeah, no, that's a very good way to look at it. And I think um, even Nintendo might have had that in mind with even a game like Breath of the Wild, right? For the Nintendo Switch, thinking people might be playing it more on the go. Um, I think it's no coincidence that, you know, that you have all the shrines that are kind of like one-off puzzles where it's like you can really kind of break up your gameplay into much smaller chunks than you would a traditional Zelda dungeon, which might take you an hour to to complete. Um, and I, I think, you know, and that's even Nintendo Switch, which has the option to be a console, like thinking that style. But a lot of those other games, you know, a lot of games like Tetris or the very popular mobile games or, um, or you know, handheld games were designed to be played in more chunks. Like, okay, I can play one level or it's a game like Pokemon where if I, you know, if the train stop happens, I don't have to like oh god, like I'm in the, just about to do this big jump or something. No, your character can just sit there and do nothing and you're not going to lose or whatever, or you're in a battle. Nothing's going to progress until you make and you choose an attack or something. So, you know, handheld games are definitely designed differently. So that's something that they have to keep in mind. You can't just do the hybrid and just have everything be a console, a straight up console game, because it doesn't necessarily always translate to you wanting to play on the go. And, and it's also on the other way. It could in many ways be limiting because uh, Breath of the Wild was also technically a Wii U game, much like Twilight Princess was also a hybrid, you know, GameCube Wii game. But it does beg the question, you know, we're getting Breath of the Wild 2, and that's a Nintendo Switch game. I mean, who knows? Maybe it also comes out on the other console, but it's like, can you could you imagine if the way the game was designed changed if Nintendo was like, no, this game is meant to be played on the big screen, on the television. So maybe we'll never see, like, uh, imagine you as a big time Zelda fan, would it maybe scare you? Like, oh, so hybrid is good that you get the best of both worlds. But at the same time, maybe there is like that, that ceiling that from a development standpoint, games are like, oh, but but what if the battery is running low and they can't unplug, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I think they could find ways around it. And me even thinking like they were developing this originally for the Wii U. So it may not have been a complete handheld design mindset. I think they just it, it happened. It may have just happened to work in that way. So I, I think and even if they want to do long dungeons, they may... They could always do some sort of save points to make it be able to be consumed in bite sizes and stuff. I know they would find a way around it um, if they wanted to be a little bit more ambitious with things like dungeons. So, um, yeah, I, I think, in, you know, in some aspects, Switch, like they have their games that are more handheld focused and they have their games that are more console focused. I mean, they put Dark Souls on the Switch, right? So in that game, you can't, you, you can't play it handheld for the most part, yeah. right? The controls just don't really work. You really need the pro controller to really appreciate it. So um, I think there's just kind of, hey, you can go in the store, you can play a game like Hollow Knight that's really good for um, on the go. But then if you want to play Dark Souls, it's better to wait till you get home. So 
they might just kind of play it that way. And it's good to have those options. I think the, the, the answer for me is that maybe from 2020 onward, look, we got so many games on the GBA. I don't know. Could you check up just how many games we got on the Game Boy Advance in comparison to the Super Nintendo? Uh, while you check that, I think that many of us, you know, there were so many portable games coming out each and every week to the point that maybe we played like, what, like 5-10% of a video game library. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to bring up something called the uh, Analog uh, Pocket. Looks like so this 1505, is almost like a, 1,505 games for the Game Boy Advance. For the GBA? Yes. Okay, and now check out how many we got for the Super Nintendo. Uh, meanwhile, so Analog is this boutique company that makes like these hardware-based uh, FBGA uh, console. So instead of emulation, this is like 100% accurate. You know, they done things for the Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, but they're expensive. Sorry to interrupt, but... How much? How much? 1757 but only 717 were released in north america so think about that right so how many games how many more games did we get on the game boy advance in the grand scheme of things plus we also got like exclusive rpgs we got a lot of platformers but then you have something like the the analog pocket that looks to uh and this is not a sponsor by the way just (laughs) like this is what motivates me uh nowadays with console uh, with a portable gaming it's like uh, you can actually put in your physical Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance cartridges, and the screen is 10 times the resolution of the original uh, uh, actual handheld. My crisp, uh, clean, uh, clean, uh, crisp <laughs> clean screen. Say that 10 go. times in a row. Crisp, crisp clean, clean screen. See? It is. It's, you it's have a, to think it's about a it. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, you that's got to think about it. So you can, you can also HDMI out that thing. Uh, and I think a lot of people are saying, hey, when are we going to get the Game Boy Advance Mini? I think there's going to be a nice blend of nostalgia going forward mixed with also like, hey, it's nice to have a device that can be taken on the go, but the HDMI option has to be there. I think the real takeaway with the Nintendo Switch is whatever comes out now, it has got to have that option that maybe you want to plug in that to a monitor. I think there is a market for maybe you don't want to take a switch that's like at the end of the day the switch is portable but it's not nearly as portable as a game boy advance sp imagine you had something the size of an sp while you're traveling staying at a hotel but you can take out that hdmi out plug it into the tv i mean that would be damn impressive and and definitely like a nice combination yeah that would definitely be ideal and i'd love to see something like that um, yeah, the more, the more options we have, the better really. And yeah, I mean, I, I think there is room in that capacity for, you know, whether it be nostalgia focused, um, there is room for those handhelds, but it is tough to see outside of a sort of retro, uh, machine that we're going to see, you know, Microsoft or Sony jump into it where I think, you know, the mobile market is really kind of taking that space and even things like um, the cloud gaming, right? You might be able to play these games on your phone and, you know, just through the cloud services. So it's almost really replacing handhelds in some way there too. So there's a lot of different things that are kind of changing the market. So, you know, the 3DS could really be the last straight up um, you know, handheld device coming from a main, uh, you know, game, you know, game company. Yeah, I'd sadly have to agree with that. I've used a uh, Project X Cloud, and 
I went from going like, I don't give a damn about uh, cloud gaming to holy crap, maybe not now, but this is without question the future of gaming, the accessibility of that. And the fact that you can play a full-blown console game without downloading it on almost any type of phone uh, really does show the potential for that. But everybody watching and listening, we really would love to carry this conversation over to the Discord because I feel like we are maybe one of the last generations that can really talk about this because most kids nowadays, uh, when they think like uh, the other day I was streaming and I was talking about the Game Boy Advance SP and the person was saying like, oh, my dad used to play that. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm talking about the Game Boy Advance, like not the Game Boy. Yeah. The, the person's dad, the Game Boy Advance SP. So it's like this ancient device. I, I think it's like our radio. Oh, my. Okay. Could could handhelds be like our generation's radio? I mean, I mean I radio's still relevant. Or, I mean, the radio is still a thing, but like a record player or. Record player. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, record player. That's the thing. It's like, but oh, even that's oh. kind of come back a little bit. You know, that that's the thing, Ryan. Thank you. That's the thing. The game, the the portable gaming can be our vinyl records. Yeah, vinyl records are a thing now. They are again. Yeah, no, like they'll be hipsters with their, uh, you know, with their fat Game Boys, you know, playing Tetris. So, you know, at some point. At some point in our lives, Ryan, I, especially with the pandemic and all that, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I want between you, Keith, uh, or something, to like just go to a place, three Game Boys, link cables, at least oh between two God. of us, just play like like the original gray Game Boy and just like recording people's reactions. I feel like that would be fascinating. We should to, dress uh, like out. we're in the 80s too. We should just be time travelers. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. People, I want I want, want a brick it. cell phone too. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was actually my first cell. Oh, we we should talk about cell phones on a future yeah. episode. Uh, I actually like that idea. So if somebody would like to listen to that, uh, please don't be afraid to reach us out on social media. A cast of the past on Twitter. You can also send us an email. A cast of the past at gmail.com. Check out the Discord once again. A cast of the past. That, that's a lot of pasting. Yeah. A lot of a cast of the past.com slash discord. Ryan, anything else? Like we're, we're doing all the plugs. Anything else you want to plug? Um, I, you know, player, check out player one. Okay. Check oh out one's goodness. channel. All right. It's, oh it's great goodness. stuff. I mean, I, I think a lot of people have discovered, you know, this podcast from one's channel, but if you haven't, if you happen to have discovered us first and you haven't checked out Juan's channel, look up Player One on YouTube. There's even a section on our Discord to discuss everything with Player One. And he also streams on Twitch, right? Yeah. And and speaking of, uh, I'm actually going to wait till this episode comes out so that way people know. Uh, something that I do every couple of weeks on my Twitch channel is called Retro Reads. So um, naturally... And, and this podcast was completely the inspiration for this, like the, the shift. So I love that it's all kind of becoming just one big community is that we just naturally talk about the nineties and two thousands. And for me, uh, video game magazines were like that thing. So I'm going to post a picture of this on Twitter when the episode comes out. But for those on the video version, I was showing this to Ryan that this came in just yesterday for me, which is a 1999 handheld video games, game pro special magazine. And on the cover, it says the preview for Pokemon Yellow, uh, the first look for Pokemon Gold and Silver, talks about the Neo Geo Pocket, the GameCom, and all that stuff. So uh, what I do with Retro Reads is I actually put a top-down camera, and I just show the magazine, and we just take a read on it. And we he take opens a look, and an artifact of time. 
Yes. Yeah. It, like, luckily, this magazine is not sealed. It comes in the plastic that's uh, already okay. open. Okay. Uh, but there's going to be some episodes that people will legitimately hate me as I just uh, break the but seal. It, it is very cool. I love that you do it because it, it's very much like a time capsule, right? You you look at this magazine and it just takes you, you're in that era for a brief moment, you know? It's really cool. Exactly. I, I should get one of you guys on. We, we should collaborate, right? Could, could we collaborate? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're. This is a collaboration right now, but oh we could do more. No, 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 right? This is like this is cre- content creation because we're ta- on this thing, which we're not collaborating because th- this is the thing that we do. We're talking about the other thing, which we can collaborate based on this. Well, before wow. you break your brain, a cast to the past. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Uh, see you and uh, Keith, pull out that sword, boy. Keep kicking that ass. Keep He's kicking healthy. that ass. He's man. healthy. <laughs> He's healthy. <laughs> <laughs>